Testing one, two, three, another night of smooth jazz. <laughs> there you smooth go, smooth jazz. jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there! There's no Punched and Played podcast this week, but anytime that we edit a podcast, sometimes there's little snippets that we have to cut out just to keep the podcast within the amount of time that we're happy with. So during our last podcast, we had a discussion about the games Alchemists and Black Fleet. So we thought it might be fun to include these as a bit of a bonus during our off week. So without further ado, here are some little snippets from Episode 7 of the Punched and Played podcast. Alchemist is a game where you are an alchemist. You're trying to figure out basically the alchemical nature of all these different elements that you combine together. Things like mandrake and there's, you know, a bird's foot and different things, scorpion, things like that. And you combine them by putting these two elements, when you get them, these two ingredients, onto behind your player shield. And then you use a smart device, um, I was using my iPhone, and you just take a picture of it, there's an app that goes along with it, and it, it will combine them. It recognizes the two, and it will combine them, and it will tell you something about the result. I mean, it may tell you it's a red positive, or it's a red negative, or a blue positive, or a blue negative, or it may just be a neutral potion. So basically, you know, there's lots of different actions you can do. At its heart, it's a worker placement game mixed with deduction. And you're trying to figure out what uh, ingredients can you combine together to make these different potions. And you're doing, eventually you're able to, you know, go to the market where there's different adventurers who are looking for specific potions. And you can sell them to them if you, if you know how to make them and you have the ingredients. And you can even kind of hedge your bet a little bit and say that you can get close to the potion they're looking for. Um, and maybe get it the same color, but maybe not the right positive or negative. And then the real way to uh, score victory points in this game is by publishing your findings. And and you kind of, once again, you can hedge your bet a little bit. You can publish that you know, that you're pretty sure, maybe you know two out of the three things that it takes. Because every single uh, one of these alchemical things have a blue component, a red component, and a green component. And they're all either positive or negative. So the hard part is taking what you've learned about a particular combination of ingredients and then you kind of there's a little chart on the back of your player screen that cross-references each one and then you can put in little chips that tell what you found about it and then there's a little sheet that you can mark off maybe like clue and you can try to eliminate some possibilities and you can even you know you can make some educated guesses which the people are playing with were making some educated guesses. Somehow I got lucky and figured out three things very quickly and I knew for sure they were all right. And so I was able to debunk both of the other players and they lost a lot of points and I was way behind the whole game and I just came back at the end and won fairly fairly solidly. Wow. I beat Bruce, so there you go. Yeah, wow. I'm so did you like it? I liked it. It's a little bit longish and I don't know I would play it again. I don't know that it's a game that I want to play all the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel the need to rush out and buy it. You know, and hearing you describe it, I've played it once at Board Game Geek Con. It makes no sense when I hear someone talk about it. Like, oh, you got pluses and minuses, and what what does that have? The Yeah, it, and, and the way you're explaining it, it's per it makes perfect sense once you've played it. But when you hear this whole thing about 
finding the you know the the big red plus or you know it's just what does that mean but it really makes sense once you're actually playing the game but when i played it at board game geek i had to camp out (laughs) to actually get this played when everyone else was at the closing ceremonies i was like okay here's my ticket if i win something let me know i'm gonna go and camp out by this table and i had to wait a little bit but i was able to actually get into the table because it was such a hot game in hot games room but uh, I, there was a guy who had played it once before. He taught it to us, and that game took forever. Seriously, took forever. Yeah, I think it took. Did it? I, I think it took three hours. I really think it took that long. Ooh, I, it, it was it was almost past midnight. I think when we left, mm. it was it was getting close to midnight. I think it was a long game, and it may not have been that long, but it felt that long to me. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. Um, I ended up winning it, but. I think the the potential for analysis paralysis in this is astronomical. Mm-hmm. But you you didn't feel like that was an issue for you, and that's what's amazing. I that's what I was kind of afraid of. But I felt like once I was able to grasp the concept of combining these different things, and you know, if you find this certain result, then you know it can't be this, and you can mark that off. I mean, I've always loved Clue, so this was it worked perfectly for me, and I was. That part of the game, I wasn't having any trouble with. I was having trouble with the whole part of it. It kind of has a fresco-ish type thing where you can get up at a certain time and you get different bonuses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I maybe I had to, trouble, a little bit trouble judging when I should, you know, pick my turn, when to go and stuff. And so I did get I kind of shut out on some things. But I was able to come back at the end and, like I said, yeah. debunk and publish. There are some neat elements to it. Like, I think the guy who designed this game had to have some experiences with academia. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> because, I mean, you can test the potion on yourself, or you can test it on your research assistant, essentially. Nice. <laughs> and it, as soon as something bad goes wrong against your research assistant, what do they refer to it as? It's not your research assistant. It's just uh, an apprentice or something. Yeah. 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 And as soon as something bad happens to them, you then have to pay them money to do it. <laughs> you have to bribe them to actually uh, test out your, your concoctions. So. My big question is, is, would this feel like work? Because that's what I that's what I do for a living. So, uh, you know, I'm starting to wonder about that. But I've really wanted to play this one. I've kind of, I, I really think I need to play at least once to say I've played it. I don't know if this is one of those ones that I just buy on blind faith. So. I almost did. I told your, I asked you, hey, if your friend gets up to the to Dallas early, if you can get me a copy of Alchemist. Yeah, I remember that. I'm kind of glad. I mean, I, it's not a bad game. I don't think it's one that I could see myself playing that often. Yeah. Um, it's a cool game, too. It is. It's it got is. a wow factor to it. Definitely does. So I was definitely wowed by it. I was getting ready to jump in on Blind Faith, but I'm glad I got to try it before I decided to throw down the money it's like i said it's a neat game i just don't think i don't think it's for me and that's kind of painful because i love deduction games so much yeah i agree i think it deserves another go but we'll see when that happens i got to play black fleet it is a three to four player game and you are in control of your own pirate ship and your own merchant ship but you also get to control a shared set of navy ships So Navy ships are trying to sail around, and they're trying to sink other people's pirate ships. The pirate ships are trying to sink 
merchant ships and take their goods so they can go and bury it on the beach for treasure and get points from that. And the merchant ships are trying to get between the islands, trying to avoid the pirates so they can deliver their goods to different ports. So there's different mechanisms in which you score gold doubloons by sinking people's by sinking people's ships or stealing their goods or burying the treasure or delivering them to the different ports and it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of um, kind of back and forth of kind of trying to block someone. What's interesting is your movement is dictated by the draw of a card and each card will have you get you get to move. There's a value for the navy ship, for your pirate ship, and for your merchant ship, and you get to choose which card you want to play. There's a yellow and a purple uh, navy ship, and each card will tell you which of those two you get to move. So you can actually position the navy ships to kind of cut off the pirate ships because the pirate ships don't want to be adjacent to them, or you can move your pirate ships. You can cut off a path for the merchant ships to be able to get in. So there's a lot of blocking and trying to take other people out. Your ships are going to sink. It's just part of the game and you got to go with it. But you always get to bring them back in the next turn. So that's kind of a nice thing about it. With a three-player game, I felt like it wasn't nearly as chaotic and there wasn't as, as much blocking as I had anticipated there being. I think by adding in the fourth player, that would change dramatically. So I'm really wanting to play this with four players. But I, it definitely scratched. It's, I wouldn't call it. It's not. It's not light, and it's not really medium. I, I don't know. There's some strategic depth to it, but not as much as some other games. So it's on the lighter side. But I would not classify it as a light game. At least in my mind, it's not. It's a pretty looking game too. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's put out by the same company that put out Splendor, Space Cowboys. So, nice, nice. Huh? So I'm, and then they're also working on uh, Time Stories, which reminds me a little bit of Tragedy Looper to a certain extent. It's about time travel, and there's like, it's like a, like a puzzle, and you go back in time, and there's different time periods, and you're having to work through the story. And each time you play, you'll get more information, and you, you probably won't succeed, but whenever you go back and try it again, you'll have that information from your previous games to help you to kind of play through that same time story again. So, is that a campaign? It is kind of like a campaign. It it I'm on Board Game Geek News. Eric has been going on about this game for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I am really looking forward to it. If it has the same production values as other games that Space Cowboys has done, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Clint's messing up our podcast. Sorry. Sorry. Scribble, 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 scribble. Good lord, this is going to be a long podcast. Okay. Are you Kermit the Frog? (laughs) I am like sugared up right now. I'll be crashing in about 10 minutes.